sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, liftoff. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Today is Monday, October 4th. Doug, how's it going today? It is going uh, good. It's uh, Monday. We're into October now, and uh, of course we were in there Friday, but uh, we are uh, into Reformation Month, which is good. I have to tell you, it's it's really, uh, I was watching television last night. I don't know what we were watching. Lori and I were, oh, I know what I was doing. I was getting ready to, uh, we, were, we were trying to watch a Ray Vanderl on video, and I was just, before I was able to get the TV to do it, just popped up on a, a channel, and they were advertising 31 days of Halloween, like 31 days of Christmas, mm. but 31 days of Halloween, which it, it, it's funny to me. Like, the whole thing of Halloween is just, and, and listen, uh, I know people, you know, go out there, and when you buy outfits for your kids you're not thinking about satanic worship you're just your kids want to go get candy i get that but you have to understand there is a lot of evil that goes down on halloween there's a lot of bad things that happen in celebration of that from a from a satanic demonic standpoint and we're in a place now where our country has tipped over a line i think more i mean where really there's if you if you did a broad survey probably of our country more people are going to come out secular than they are with any kind of judeo-christian values Mm -hmm. and and it's a problem in fact uh, jim dennison in his article i I don't agree with a lot of stuff jim says he's a little more progressive than i would uh uh, (laughs) I, i would be maybe but uh one of the things he said today that I do agree with is that he was talking about Washington, D.C., and um, he said, we're losing the consensual morality that makes, he calls it a democracy or a democratic republic possible. And he's right, because if you can't agree on what good is, if your definition of good is 180 degrees different from mine then it's like you're speaking two languages in a different culture and so for you to say that it's okay for a woman to kill a baby because of convenience and you can use the argument yeah it saves her life and rape and incest and all this but but the bottom line is for most of the people that are advocating for that it's a financial decision for them politically they get funds from groups that advocate, and I'm not saying other people don't get funds too, but the, but there's a, a morality with devaluing the life of some child in a human being that, that God has ordained that child to have value. So what God ordains, they can't dismiss. They can, but there's a penalty for that. And as we have these disagreements on what good is, it's spilled over into so many areas now 
that now everybody's truth is subjective about their identity, what they identify as. I, I did see somebody have a sign up in D.C. or, I'm sorry, New York. You know, nurses were protesting up there against the vaccine mandate, and one lady put, I identify as a vaccinated person. You know, and I thought that was funny because they don't want to recognize that. Well, why not? To me, that's a lot less, uh, I mean, or uh, I mean, that's a lot more believable <laughs> than somebody who says, uh, I identify as a male when I'm genetically a female. Yeah. So, I mean, why, why do we distinguish? You see, their arguments break down when people who have uh, subjective truth, they don't want your subjective truth. They only want to perpetuate one subjective truth, and that's for immorality, and it's for against God's design and standards. Yeah, and, you know, people talk about, well, why can't everyone just get along? Your truth is your truth, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the reality is um, when the, those truths, quote-unquote, contradict, Right. Um, if there's no higher moral law that people are holding to, well, people are going to fight over that until someone is dominant and is able to say, no, this is the truth because I say it's the truth. And that's why you can't have a democratic republic, which you know I would call a republic. You can't have a republic if people do not agree on their moral on the, uh, on the foundations. Moral, yeah, on what's the, I mean, what truth is, right? Yeah, because what's that going to lead to is, you know, fights at least verbally over, hey, no, this this is the truth. This is the truth because it, even if you say, "Well, it's your truth and my truth," in your own psycho- psych- psychologically to you, no, it is the truth, right? So there's going to be a, a breaking point there, and you're going to see fighting until someone comes to dominate, and that's how you get, you know, the rise of a tyrant or an oligarchy or or what have you. And you know, an example of that, I don't know if you saw this. Um, Yesterday, Keith Olbermann, do you know who that is? Yes. Uh, he's he's a pretty smug guy. Uh, he mm-hmm. came out with a clip talking about people who are unvaccinated are cowards. And uh, in the clip where he's talking about how unvaccinated people are afraid and this and that, he has a mask on and is getting his third booster shot, right? So that is clearly uh, on a, just on a language level where there's a disconnect there. I mean, we would say, oh, he's being disingenuous trying to – you know, uh, ob- obfuscate the truth. Um, but it may be in his mind, he really thinks, oh, yeah, they really are afraid. So we even have a different definition of what fear looks like. And uh, w- 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 if you're broken down to that level, there's no cohesiveness that you can hope to have as a nation. Well, you know, yesterday, or not yesterday, but this past weekend and week up in uh, Georgia, they were hosting the G3 conference. Mm. Uh, Daryl Harrison, Virgil Walker were there helping put that on, as well as uh, Owen Strand, who's been a guest on here. Um, uh, uh, James Coates was there, and Owen uh, Strand um, just talked about how everybody was really just they they were so focused on listening to this guy because this guy took a stand with his elders in Canada. Um, and basically was saying, no, you're not going to shut us down with yeah. government tyranny. We're going to meet. And they gathered to worship, and they paid for it, too. He ended up having to go to jail mm-hmm. at one point. And so, um, you know, when you look at him and you think about our world, uh, our world is it, it is crazy. And one of the sad parts for me is, like Owen uh, also put a um, – a thing out on his um, website. Uh, I think it was uh, 
couple of days ago where this uh, young lady, 37-year-old young mother, had no underlying health conditions. She passed away from COVID vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia, which Dr. Merritt talked about. She did not want to get vaccinated, but you know why she got vaccinated? Because they would not let her go be a room mom in her children's school until she did that. And she wanted to be actively involved in her kids' education. And they said, you can't do it if you don't get vaccinated. She went and got vaccinated, and she died a few days later. And that's just... uh, and, and and they put a misleading tag on it on social media. And this is a problem. You know, over in um over in uh, um in Scotland they had a headline um that said majority of those dying have had both jabs. And this is in the newspaper and it said the the subtitle was the vast majority of Scots now dying from COVID are fully vaccinated. Now, the, you look at Scotland. This is Scotland, and they're putting stuff out in the media. Why? Because they don't have the media bias there that they have here in our country. And I think Americans are getting tired of the media bias and the lies and deception. Just be honest. You know, I realize there are people out there who have um, health conditions that are vulnerable that, for them, To deal with the COVID, the vaccine may be a viable alternative. But there's a vast majority of people that should not have had to get the vaccine. If they're healthy, they have no underlying conditions, and there's treatment available, which there is, they should be able to say no. But because of the tyranny of our government right now, they're being forced to, just like that young mother. Now her two daughters have no child. And I know 600,000 people have died from COVID. At least that's what they say. Mm -hmm. And people have died. But a lot of those people died, according to Dr. Merritt and some others, because they didn't get early treatment. And And that's a shame. Yeah, well, the comorbidities. But if they even with the comorbidities, had they got early treatment, they probably could have survived it. But those treatments were denied them. And, to, and 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 people are there, there's just been such confusion I, it, at the very least what we can say is our, our government for the past year and a half uh almost two years has thoroughly mishandled this pandemic and there's there's so much fear and confusion i don't think people know who to believe i mean yeah. I, I think that's the problem with what's going on now and i don't think it's just the government i mean because you look at corporations and what they're doing and how they're playing a part in this but uh it's really the whole intelligentsia class the elite quote-unquote class that is uh bought into this and has been failing in that regard so i do agree with you though that the government is that's who we can are supposed to be in in theory be able to influence to say hey no this is what we want but uh that's either most people are okay to go along with this, or they're just like, we don't care. We're well, an- another thing over in Scotland now, they've just came out with guidelines, LGBT inclusivity guidelines. Children as young as four are going to be allowed to change their name and gender identity without parents' consent. Wow. I mean, like, and that's coming here. Mm-hmm. That's coming here, if, you know, if we don't start standing for truth. Yep. So hopefully uh, we'll start doing that.
All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without. That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us or you are new to the program, we usually take the first uh, quarter of the program to talk about the news of the day, kind of what's going on in the country, in the world, or here locally. And then sometimes it bleeds over into the second segment. Uh, But eventually then we get to moving into what we uh, are mainly talking about, which is some segment of the scripture. This week we are looking at Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, which is dealing with uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And that's where we're at. We're continuing our study through Acts um, and picking up where we left off when we came back over the summer. Yes, uh, we are going to be in Acts. And, um, you know, before we jump into that, I do want to remind listeners out there, because I know people kind of sometimes can listen at different segments that on Wednesdays now there is a SWAT for women. And uh, we got a, a, a question about what is SWAT for women? Well, SWAT for women is uh, looking at the scriptures and just going into uh, the study of Acts 2. Uh, they're doing it a little different than we do uh, in that they are using a chronological study Bible. Mm. And uh, my wife, Lori, is leading that, and they are finishing up Chapter 2 this week. So they're they're a little behind us, but uh, it has only been meeting a couple of weeks. So if you would like more information, you can either, um, you can either uh, send an email to uh, go to the website, SWATradio.com, and send an email. Uh, you can send one to my wife, Lori, at L, as in Lori, uh, L. McCary. M-C-C-A-R-Y at me.com and just say, hey, I want to know more information and and leave your email and she will send you an email about that. But it meets every Wednesday, 10 a.m. at the Salem Center located at 7235 Bentley Road here in Jacksonville. Same place we broadcast from. And we have a lunch group that meets 
uh, men's SWAT right after that mm-hmm. uh, from 12 to 1. And so we'd love for you guys to join us. Uh, before that, we're out at the beach at Woody's Barbecue, 6.30 a.m. in the morning. Thursdays, we're meeting at San Jose um, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. Uh, we're one of my board guys. He's uh, on my ministry board, Howdy Russell. That's one of his three uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Foods here in Jacksonville. And then uh, on uh, Thursday night, we do a Zoom call. If you're listening uh, out in Idaho or you're listening in Mississippi or uh, up on the Lighthouse in Virginia, or you're just driving a truck listening through the Internet, which we have people doing, or if you're over in England, you want to jump on the Zoom call. I'm not sure what time it is over in England, but I know we've got a guy listening over there, at least one. Uh, maybe two now, so who knows? Uh, you can join us by just sending me an email to Doug at SWATradio.com. I'll send you a link, and you can join our study. And then Friday, we're at the Village Inn uh, down in Flor- uh, down in St. Augustine. So I hope um, you guys got all that. And uh, if you forget any of that, you can just go to SWATradio.com and send a a contact in and say, Hey, I want to know more about that. So lot, lots of good, uh, places to connect there. And we'd love also, you can go to at SWAT radio talk on Twitter, uh, or Facebook. I think if they're working, I don't know, they were down for a little while. Uh, I don't know if they're still down, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, as we, we delve into acts, we're, we're going into one of my favorite stories in the book of acts. Acts eight is a great, chapter in the bible because it's what happens when the church experiences persecution and how they scatter and luke lays out a false conversion with simon the magician from samaria but there's a lot of true conversions in samaria we tend to focus on simon because he's highlighted by luke but then luke also highlights the ethiopian eunuch and he tells Philip, who's instrumental in all those conversions, to go to this desert road, and he just goes to the desert road. He sees this guy on a, a in a chariot riding down the road, or he's being carried down the road, and he hears him reading the scriptures. And as he does that, he's commanded again by the Spirit to go up to him. So he goes over to him and ends up, sharing the good news with him, sharing the gospel. And the guy uh, receives the Holy Spirit. He's baptized and goes away rejoicing. And it's a really great story about how God uses people as instruments. And that's really the theme this week is that we are all, if you're his, you are a divine instrument. A lot of times we don't feel that way. A lot of times we wonder why we're here. We wonder why life doesn't work out for us. A lot of times we forget that God has us here as his divine instruments to be used in the life of people that we meet and those around us. And uh, there's lots of ways you you can be used. It's, It's primarily sharing the gospel, but there's other ways that we can be used. We can speak truth to a young believer. We can encourage a discouraged believer, but we, we reach people one person at a time. That's the way God chooses to work normally. And that's what he shows us in Philip. Philip uh, interacts with Simon the magician. He interacts with the Ethiopian eunuch, and he is a faithful witness. Now, 
The interesting thing about the Ethiopian eunuch is he represents Africa, which would be to the Jewish people in Jerusalem, the ends of the world. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, because you get outside Jerusalem, you start going to the Gentile world out there. And so we see a fulfillment here of Acts 1, 8, where Christ says, you will be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And you go, but wait a minute, Philip is not an apostle. Jesus said that to the apostles. Well, that's true. But who discipled Philip? Who was ministering to Philip? You know, the apostles were obviously involved. That's The apostles came to Samaria, and they came there to kind of endorse the Samaritans. It's interesting to me. They did not uh, come to validate the Ethiopian eunuch. You don't mm-hmm. see anything about the Ethiopian eunuch be validated. Why? Well, because God is going to um, bring him in. He's probably a proselyte, or he was a Hellenistic Jew, a Jew from outside of Israel, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship probably during one of the feasts. And so as we look at this text today, uh, and really tomorrow and Wednesday, we're going to look at three three ideas in the text that that really we should be encouraged by as God's servants. First of all, God calls us to, as his servants, to shema and obey his teaching, and we're going to talk about that today. What does it mean to shema? Well, the shema was from Deuteronomy chapter 6, and the word means to hear, because uh, when we say it, we say, hear, O Israel. Well, it, it, it's not just picking up auditory signals. It's actually letting those auditory signals be uh, transmitted through your ears and into your heart so that there's an action that takes place. That's what it means to Shema and obey his leading. As God leads us, how does he lead us? By the Holy Spirit. So we're led by the Spirit. And so we are to Shema and obey that leading. Second, uh, and we're going to look at this primarily tomorrow, is God calls us to know his word and be ready to share the good news. What would you do right now if somebody came up to you? Uh, let's say you were just in a grocery store, and they just said, excuse me, sir, or excuse me, ma'am. Um, do you know Jesus? I mean, how, can you help me? I want to know about Jesus. Are you ready to share with them? What if they said, excuse me, sir uh, or ma'am, I, you know, I, I grew up in a Muslim home, and I was taught the Bible is corrupt. Um, and, and I, and I, I believe that Jesus was a prophet. Can you help me understand how he's God? Are you ready to talk about that? Most of us aren't. And it's because we, we, we don't know his word. We don't spend time with him well enough to know him, to even be sensitive to his spirit, to go down that road. Uh, we want to give him, well, I can get you a book or I can get you a track. But we should know his word. And so we're going to talk about that tomorrow. And then Wednesday, he also calls us to encourage others to obey his commands. And we're going to look at the role we play in helping others. God chooses to use us in this process. And so those are the three principles. God calls us to shaman, obey his leading, to know his word, be ready to share the good news, and then to encourage others to obey his commands. And so that's what we're looking at this week. And just as a backdrop, you've got to remember that we're in Acts 
his followers are following him and and modeling themselves after what he showed them. And as they have done that, they've healed people, they've preached the good news. Peter refers back to the Old Testament the way Jesus did instead of just trying to uh, defend whatever the argument is from his own uh, perspective or or really not referencing Scripture at all. He's being like his teacher, Jesus. He's going back to the Old Testament text. We saw that in Acts chapter 2. We see it in Acts chapter 4. And we see Stephen do it in Acts chapter 7. That's what disciples do. You take people to the text. And so as we uh, look at that, I just want to share one or two illustrations real quick before we get into the text today. Because people think because you're a pastor or a preacher, it's easy for you. Or, you know, if you're doing it all the time. But John MacArthur, who we've quoted several times on here, he's a Bible teacher out in California. He's been a pastor for, I think, 50 or 60 years. He was tired one time and got on an airplane. He'd been speaking at a place. And he sat down and, you know, he, he wanted to go to sleep, but he had not yet closed his eyes. And the guy got his attention by looking at him and saying, excuse me, sir, um, could you tell me about Jesus? And um, he spent the rest of the plane flight telling the guy about Jesus. That was a divine appointment. Um, Ian Thomas, who was also a Christian speaker, uh, almost had the same experience, except he had already had his eyes closed and the guy was, he's like trying to get his attention. He said, I'm reading this, this book called the Bible and I'm reading about a guy named Nicodemus. Can you help me understand what he's talking about? He's talking about being born again. And so these are divine opportunities. And when we have these divine opportunities, we can choose to obey them and, and be, obey God and be part of them or ignore them. And so uh, the Ethiopian guy represents a lot of people today who are religious. They read the script, scriptures, they seek the truth, yet they do not have saving faith in Christ yet. Uh, they're sincere, but they're lost. And God wants to use us to show them the way. So that's what we're looking at this week. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. But before we go, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the news. sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high best seat in the house tonight touch down in the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos that is give me your eyes by brandon heath welcome back to swat radio if you are just joining us we are looking at acts chapter 8 verses 26 through 40 this week. That is the, um, talking about the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip. Um, today we are going to focus more on what it means to Shema and obey. We've kind of started to get into that, and Doug was relaying some uh, stories about divine impo- appointments from different uh, people who have 
served in ministry right before the break, and we're going to pick up there. Okay. So I've got a quick question for you if you're out there in the audience, if you're listening in Virginia, Mississippi, Florida, wherever. In the last month, or let's say the last year, in the last year, have you asked anybody if they had the vaccine? Have you asked anybody if they refuse the vaccine? Have you talked to anybody about the vaccine? If you've talked to people about the vaccine and you haven't talked to anybody about Jesus yet, you claim to be a believer, that's a problem. Because we are here to be his witnesses. And unfortunately, the vaccine, uh, hate, fear, and all those things associated with uh, the fear of COVID have uh, really um, took, taken over conversations to where when we talk about, listen, I talk about the vaccine a lot, but I talk about Jesus too. And all I'm saying is if you're out there, some people are so passionate to make sure somebody's vaccinated or not vaccinated. And if you're vac- if you're passionate about that, but not passionate about Jesus and you claim to be a believer, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. We We have to fulfill this mandate that God gave us to be his witnesses, to go make disciples. And it's not even just about telling people about Jesus. We make disciples. We go out and we make disciples, teaching them to obey all that he's commanded. Why is it that we don't do it? The reason is because Satan doesn't want us to. So he gets us distracted. Uh, He convinces us that we're not uh, prepared enough to do it. And so we end up not being a witness. The, the, the main requirement for you is the leading of the Holy spirit and being in a true relationship with God, the father. And, uh, like I said, before the break that the Ethiopian eunuch represents many people today who are religious, who may, uh, they may read the Bible. They may seek the truth but they don't have saving faith in Jesus. They're sincere too, but they're just lost. They need someone to show them the way I shared with one group that, um, years ago, uh, this is a long time ago. I think this was back in the eighties. There was a song by uh, a group called sticks. And, uh, a friend of mine actually, um, uh, used this song and I used to use this, uh, whenever I was teaching evangelism, because pop culture is typically 10 years ahead of Christian culture a lot of times, you know, and the way they deal with stuff. And when people write songs, uh, they're, they're writing from their heart a lot of times. Uh, you know, if a writer, like whether they're secular, Christian, it doesn't matter, people are moved to write things that are deep within them, things they feel. Well, Sticks was a music group and they wrote this song back in, uh, I think it was the late 80s, early 90s. But the song was called Show Me the Way. And I want I want you to listen to the words just for a second. Uh, Every night I say a prayer in the hope that there's a heaven. And every day I'm more confused as the saints turn into sinners. 
All the heroes and legends I knew as a child have fallen to idols of clay, and I feel this empty place inside, so afraid I've lost my faith. Show me the way. This course, show me the way. Take me tonight to the river and wash my illusions away. Show me the way. The second verse is, as I slowly drift to sleep for a moment, dreams are sacred. I close my eyes. I know there's peace in a world so filled with hatred that I wake up each morning. I turn on the news to find we've so far to go. I keep hoping for a sign. So afraid that I just won't know. And then he goes in to show me the way. And I, I think of that song and here's a guy who wrote this in a band that's playing to people who love this song. It was on the, like one of the top songs on billboards for, I don't know, for a long time in 91. And it res it resonated. People heard these words. They it moved them. They heard these things. And, um, I, I just thought I want to go back to some of the words he said. Every night I say a prayer in the hope that there's a heaven. doesn't matter what people profess with their mouth. They may say they're an atheist. They may say, but deep down they know. They know that we didn't just come from, uh, what did he Steve say? Steve says they're on tour right now. Oh, are they? Yeah. I didn't even know they're on tour. <laughs> but, but the thing is, deep down people know. And this is guy saying, I'm more confused as I look around. These people that are supposed to be showing me the way. That was a problem in Israel. The people that were supposed to be the shepherds were not. That's what Ezekiel was all about. Ezekiel 34, uh, they're just getting torn up uh, by, by God saying, you're supposed to be caring for people, but you're using them. Do you, do you think we have a problem with that today? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't we discipling people? Why aren't we helping people share the gospel? holding people accountable to share the gospel. Um, and so, you know, he says this was back in the 90s that I turn on the news and I find that we've so far to go. Well, we've, we're even further now. And because alluding to some of the things we talked about earlier. So what are we to do? Well, God calls us to Shema and obey his leading. And we're going to see in this story that Luke writes about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, that Philip was a man who listened to God and he obeyed. He took advantage of the divine opportunity. So I'm going to have you read verses 26 to 40, and then we're going to come back and look at this today, what it, what it means to shema and obey his leading. All right. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join the chariot or join this chariot. Excuse me. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet, and asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. 
And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does this prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this, this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were, being, as they were going along the road, they came to the, to the water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus? Azotus. Azotus. And as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. So Philip ended up living in Caesarea. Now, What's interesting about this text is in, in, in verse 26, an angel told him, rise and go south. Now, he was in Samaria. Now, you've got to remember, a lot of people were responding in America, Samaria. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Simon the Magician was there, and he was a false convert, but there were a lot of true converts there. And the first thought might be, well, well, we got to follow up, and we got to do this, and we got to do that. But the Spirit said, no, Philip, I want you to go to this desert road. A lot of times we want to celebrate our victories and coast. And God says, no, I want you to go to this desert. It didn't make sense. Why would he tell him to go this desert road? It was a main road uh, uh, from desert to Gaza. And as he was going down there, he didn't tell him where he was going. He just told him, go the road. And he went. Why? He shamad, he heard, and he obeyed. He obeyed the leading. And then he tells him, Hey, I want you to go up to the chariot you see. Well, for us, we just read that and go, yeah, he just told him to go up. That was a big deal. Philip was not a digna I mean, he was not a dignitary. He was not a a upper crust kind of guy mm-hmm. in that culture. He was a Hellenistic Jew who had no money, who had come uh, to the you know, to Jerusalem for the feast, became a believer, filled with the Holy Spirit, was there. For a while, then scattered when Paul was persecuting, and so he ran away uh, to Samaria under the, the the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because a lot of people scattered, but the apostles, the Holy Spirit, wanted to stay in Jerusalem. So the Spirit directed him to go up to this chariot, and it says he ran. He didn't just obey, he ran. And there's an interesting passage in Mark chapter 1 where Jesus is having this incredible day of ministry in Capernaum. And the scripture says that the, he went away to a desolate place to pray. And the disciples were looking for him. And when Peter found him, he said, They're, we've been looking all over for you. Where are you? Why are you not here? And uh, Jesus said, we must go to preach in other cities. The word there used in Mark one thirty eight is only used, I think, once in the New Testament. It's a Greek word for unwalled city, which means a non-important city. If it didn't have a wall, a defensive wall, it wasn't very important. But Jesus said, we must go to other smaller cities, not Capernaum, a manufacturing city, an important city. We know we're, we're going to all these other places. Why? Because that's where God wanted him to go. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to pick up on that and talk about how the Spirit leads us And are we really being sensitive to where he's leading us? Or are we trying to outthink him and get ahead of him? 
Are we being obedient to where he leads us? So, All right, so make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You can download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. That is Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. Uh, if you'd like to join and call, uh, excuse me, if you'd like to call and join the discussion, you can do so at 1 844 777 7928. Again, that's 1 844 SWAT, or you can send us your questions via email at ask at SWATradio.com. Again, that's ask, A S K, at SWATradio.com. So we were talking about Jesus in Mark 1 and uh, verses 35 through 39 where he was having this incredible ministry in Capernaum, and he went away and prayed, and the Father said, no, it's time to go to other places. And he went to unwalled cities, cities that in the eyes of man would not have been significant. And just to bring it to a modern equivalent, Taylor, it would be like – um. It would be like, uh, okay, you know, God's saying uh, to, like, somebody here, instead of going to um, Jacksonville, I want you to go to Palatka. Mm. Or instead of going to Atlanta, I want you to go to Talbotton, Georgia. And you go, Talbotton? Where's Talbotton? I mean, Talbotton, a small little rural town outside of Columbus. Or instead of... Uh, you know, Jackson, Mississippi, I want you to go to Shibuta, Mississippi. I'm like, where's Shibuta? Like <laughs> these small little rural towns that, that, that weren't even sm- big enough to have a wall around it. And yet Jesus went. He said, this is where we go because the Father wants us to go here because God does not operate according to the principles of the world. Remember last week we talked about how Simon thought he could buy spiritual power and he operated by the ways of the world. And unfortunately, I think a big issue in the american church 
is we operate by principles of the world instead mm-hmm. of being led by the Spirit. Because the Spirit leads you to do things that are pretty bizarre sometimes in the eyes of the world. Yeah, And so we, we have to shema. In Acts 4, when Peter was told, listen, you can't do this anymore. Don't speak about Jesus. You're trying to bring his blood on us. Don't do that. They said, listen, we gotta we gotta do what the Spirit leads us to do. I mean, you can judge for yourselves where it's of God, but we have to be led by the Spirit. James Coates and his elders up in Canada were led by the Spirit in doing what they did. And it was very unpopular. It was very costly. And and you know, they took a stand. And people go, Well, you don't know they were led by the Spirit. Well, uh, he said they prayed, and that's what they felt led to do. So, I mean, I guess we can question whether he's being honest or not. Nobody knows whether anybody is. We can question whether Peter was being honest when he told the authorities, hey, we have to do what we feel led to do by the Spirit. Uh, th- that's the difference between us today and pre-Jesus time is they didn't have the indwelling Spirit to lead them 24-7. Yeah, they had to use the, what's it called, the Uma and the... Ethuman. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had to seek God's guidance from priests, uh, from uh, prophets, and uh, and from the Uma and the Thuman. But we have the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 10, we see an example of that with Peter. When Peter was having a vision, he was, you know, he was asleep dreaming about a sheet coming down, Three times he dreamed the same dream, and God revealed to him what that meant. And he said, three guys are going to show up at your door and take you someplace. And he went with them to a Gentile's house, which you didn't do as a Jew. Uh, over in Acts 16, we see Paul being told not to go somewhere by the Spirit. The Spirit wouldn't let him go to Asia. It wouldn't let him go to Bithynia. Why? I don't know why. It doesn't say why. It just said the Spirit prohibited him. Sometimes the Spirit may shut a door for you. You may be thinking everything's great. You want to go there. You think it's a good option, a good plan. And the Spirit says, no, I don't want you to go there. Uh, Acts 20, Paul speaking to the Ephesians elders, and he says, the Spirit has revealed to me that prison and beatings await me. And I'm never going to see your face again. And they were all sad and upset Mm. by it. But he said, this is what the Spirit's revealed. Now, why did the Spirit reveal that to him? Well, the Spirit was letting Paul know that you you don't have to fear. This is from God. You know, there's times that the Spirit moves in us and saves us, like it did Paul when he got let down through the basket. And then there's other times that we're allowed to die for Christ, like the Spirit let Paul get beheaded at a later point in his life. Um, Sometimes the disciples were protected. Sometimes they were martyred. But God was in charge of it all. But we have to be sensitive to that Spirit, Shema, listen to it, and be willing to obey. And when God brings these divine opportunities in our life, we either choose to reject them or we choose to obey. Now, I have a little, you know, I, I, I try to be sensitive to the Spirit, but I realize sometimes I'm stubborn and my ears get clogged mm-hmm. up with worldly things, I guess. And, you know, I've got this kind of standing policy. When I was in the Marine Corps and I flew 
uh, Harriers, we'd, we'd go out and we'd do a pre-flight check. And if there were three things wrong with the plane when I checked, it didn't matter how minor they were, but if I found three things wrong, I ain't flying the plane. That was mm. just my policy. I just figure, okay, that's three strikes. The plane's down <laughs> for the day. So it needs to good. It needs to be going over again. Well, when I'm out in the world, if I see the same person at the YMCA, and then I see him again a day or two later at the grocery store, and then I'm down at the post office and I see him again, I go, okay, God is obviously trying to bring me in the path of this person. And I introduce myself to him and say, hey, listen, I've seen you for the last couple of days. Um, and I don't know if spiritual things are important to you, but they are to me. Do you mind if I share, uh, you know, why they're important to me? Because I figure three times this person's been brought into my path for a reason. Yeah. Do you ever have those kind of meetings? Um, not like the. I haven't done, thought about the three time thing. You know, that's really cool because there are people I see like, man, I've seen that person before. I know that, and to have that be uh, something to consider that God's trying to put that person in your path. Um, but yeah, I I don't really get out a lot. So I don't, <laughs> well, I have a lot of meetings. Yeah, with but people. you're still going here or going. Yeah, yeah. So you know, one time I was coming back from Russia. This is a this is a crazy story. So I'm coming back from Russia, and I'm asleep on the flight, eight hours to get back over here. And I have a dream about seeing a guy that I knew in the Marine Corps, and he and I fought all the time. We had arguments all the time, and we hated each other. I mean, we did. We just we did not get along. And I had a I had a dream that I saw this guy. And, and said, listen, I'm really sorry. I, you know, I'm I'm really walking with the Lord now, and I'm, I've got it. just sorry about all the stuff that happened there and to reconcile with him. Well, when I'm coming back, we're supposed to land in Atlanta. Well, there was a weather divert, and we ended up landing in Memphis, Tennessee. So I get off the plane in Memphis and going to my plane that's going to take me to Atlanta because my other flight has to go from Atlanta to Jacksonville. So when I'm walking the concourse, which is a small concourse in Memphis, guess who I see? It's that guy. He flies for Federal Express. So I see the guy walking down the concourse, and I pass by him for a second and kind of do a double take, and I go, and the spirit prompted me at that point to say hey i told you what you need to do and so i turned around and i called out to him and i said hey um i don't know if you remember me and he offered i remember of course he remembered me but we started and i shared my story with him i shared the gospel with him and he said you don't need to apologize it's all i said no I really felt like this all. I told him the whole story of what happened on the plane. I mean, how bizarre is that? Yeah. That's just bizarre. And and to have that opportunity, I would have been disobedient to walk past him and not say anything to him. How many people in your life does God bring into your path that you ignore? You know, we have to be sensitive as his children and members of his family that he has us here to be his instruments, his divine instruments of hope in the world. And if all we do is protect ourselves and stay in our little cocoons, 
then we're being disobedient. He wants us to minister to people. That's why we're here. We're priests. Back in Exodus 19, it says it. Over in 1 Peter 2, it says it, that we are a kingdom of priests. The priest's job was to be a go-between between man and God. And so we are not that we need a go-between, but you do if you're not in his family yet. Mm-hmm. You need an instrument. Somebody, God chooses to use instruments to bring people into the family. Uh, and so he doesn't have to, but he chooses to, and it's a great privilege. And tomorrow I'm going to share one more story about a guy out in Texas that I met. I shared it at SWAT, and I'll share it tomorrow when we come back. But hopefully that's encouraging for people that are listening that, like the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, we need to be like uh, Philip to him and run to those opportunities that God brings into our past. And I, if you're going, what's a eunuch? If you're out there listening, you go, what in the world is a eunuch? I'm going to explain it tomorrow uh, more clearly, but it basically means somebody that has been castrated or had their sexual organs uh, made non-functional either by man or because of a birth defect. So, Yeah, you might. I was about to say you're going to have to explain <laughs> what castration is to yeah. some people if yeah, you have to explain what the eunuch is. Um, but, yeah, that I think that's good to remember. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in just especially kind of the society we live in where there's constant feedback, you know, either from a phone or something that we don't take any sort of time to stop and and listen to how the spirit may be prompting us and and we're not praying as much as we should be to be really in communication with the father so i think that's good things to remember we gotta spend time with god about people before we spend time with people about god yeah yeah exactly all right that's all the time we've got for today you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening